So Adam, how many screenplays have you written? Many, many screenplays. More than five? Oh, yeah. So I'm expecting big things from you this episode. About the screenplay? About this movie, because, you know, you're a sophisticated, intelligent writer. That's true. So this movie must have made quite an impact on you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I, uh, feel like... In terms of the script uh what movie are we talking about talk about two-lane blacktop and it was a good script but i don't know if it was necessarily following save the cat the save the cat formula i didn't see any scenes where anybody was saving the cat so to speak but uh yeah well no, they say good, hold on script. they save besides that's not true aside, aside from that your but, improv is incorrect so there's a scene in this movie about like an hour in or so where war notes is drunk falling asleep removing a license plate from another car in oklahoma and the driver and the mechanic dennis wilson and james taylor they rescue him and they get him away from the cops so they save gto played by war notes so Wow, you're right. Damn, Save the Cat is just really, they really nailed it with that. That book is just about like... explains everything. If you want to make a character likable, have them save a cat, right? It's got all the answers in there. Everything for screenwriting and life. But that's like a very... That's like a thing that most writers would do naturally. Like, you don't need to tell... Like, it's like, yeah, if you want to make a character likable, have them do something selfless. And that's sort of like... So you're saying save the cat is right? I'm just saying it's not, it's just selling you something that you should know already. Interesting. Interesting. You could tell, I can tell you like from when screenwriting books came out in the late eighties, early nineties, there's been a tremendous loss in the um, ability for movies to have good screenplays like the writing of movies has gone drastically downhill ever since all those shitty books came out no way man yeah no they're way. super formula formulaic and super they're just fucking dumb well they you know they have the what about they have that part and the after the second act starts where it's called the fun games part this is part of the save the cat method if you if you aren't already like a devoted acolyte like like me and the fun and games part that's where it's all that's where it all happens you know that's the that's the fun in the game what happens i don't remember this at all like like that's where the premise is played out and you know all the montage all the trailer moments happen you know the fun montages and this is what movies really so understands now as opposed to back then well that's not true so movies back then had a formula also like And what Tulane Blacktop does is this movie was a huge failure at the box office. So basically there was a new Hollywood movement. There was um, films like um, Bonnie and Clyde, The Graduate and Easy Rider made a shit ton of money. Didn't cost very much. And Studios kind of realized like, oh, we have to like embrace the youth market. Our old fuddy-duddy way of working is no longer working. Like Mm -hmm. 
movies stopped shooting on sets. They started shooting out in the real world. They started casting people who kind of looked like they started like making movies for the counterculture, for college kids, high school kids. And it was a big seismic seismic shift in the way movies were made. But that still doesn't mean they weren't making traditional formula films. Like there were after Easy Rider, there was a shit ton of road movies. And easy even Easy Rider has cliches in it. There's sex, there's violence, um, you know, fun there's games. fun and games. I guess the acid sequence would be the ultimate montage of fun and games. Yeah. Doing yeah. blacktop. On the other hand, they really go out of their way not to have any cliches. Okay. There is no chase scene with the police. There is no close run in with like a criminal gang. There is no contrived element of like, you know, uh, this guy who owns a diner is pissed at them and beats the shit out of them like an easy rider. There is no, see, an easy rider. Richard Linklater made this point, which I think really sums up what Tulane Blacktop does well, which is he said an easy writer. It's like he wasn't specifically talking about easy writer, but he was saying like in most movies, it's like the, the counterculture is alienated. But in this movie, everybody's alienated. Warren Oates is just as alienated as the young driver and the young mechanic and the girl. The people in the diners they talk to are alienated. The people they just everybody in the movie has right. this like ennui. There's just this sense of like loneliness that permeates every element of the film. Like mm. there's a scene where they go, um, they dr- they have a drag race with this guy, and like James Taylor says, like make it three yards, and we'll have a we'll have an automobile race, motherfucker, or whatever. Like yeah, they almost got that swearing almost got them an X rating, which is funny. But that writer, that guy, they um they drag race. That's the writer of the movie. And after they beat him, you see later on, he's at the hotel, James Taylor, and he's looking around and he sees that guy getting chewed out by his wife or girlfriend. He should have, he fucked up. He should have written it where he wins (laughs) and then fucks his girlfriend. And everybody's like, damn, this guy's awesome. That's that's classic screenwriter mistake. He should have written a book on what not to do. Always fuck. If you're the writer, write yourself a role and bang. Yeah, yeah. So Otherwise, how will people know that you that you've had sex? Now the other thing is I said earlier this movie was a huge bomb, which is funny because it's like a cult classic. But yeah. I guess like if you're a teenager, this movie would just bore the shit out of you. If you're like 15 and you're at a drive-in, this is not like yeah, the no, kind people, of movie you want to be watching. People like having those contrivances and cliches and stuff when they go to the the drive-in or whatever on a Friday night. That's what they want to see, you know? Because like back then a movie wasn't a thing that you watched seriously. You kind of like came in halfway through. You were making out with a girl and feeling above clothes, feeling boobs while it was playing. So yes, wearing a sweater. You're yeah, like exactly. um one of the guys, like one of the uh, the guys in Animal House who are like joining the frat. Yeah. 
Um, you're a virgin. You just want to play a little grab ass. You'll probably bang two chicks and then get married to your college sweetheart. Exactly. Exactly. All those guys wouldn't be banging until the seventies. Then it's like shampoo. Then they're doing Coke and then they're having swinger parties. But well, this movie is about hippie shit. Like it is about hippies, even though everybody's got on we and stuff. It's like, how so? Well, James Taylor and Dennis Wilson and the hitchhiker. These are hippie characters. They're not um, playing hippies. How so? How so do you? Well, they have those actors, I would say, ha- like new hippies and like, but they're not playing hippies. But they're they're not dressed hippies like hippies, shit, like in the movie. They're asked they're hippies, but they're not hippies. I mean, but that's the whole thing. Like Warren Oates is older. He's kind of like, uh, like, like, do they drink once and shit? Well, there's a lot of like reverse. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to the hippie thing. Let's go back to the hippie thing. No, let's go back to the hippie thing. There's a lot of flips about the hippie thing in this movie. Let's talk about what a hippie does. All about the flips. Um, hippies do drugs and have sex and they're dirty and they have long hair. And they do they race cars? Protest the war. Do they like? Are they mechanics on cars? Yeah, so these guys are not hippies. They're but those I get what you mean by the long hairs. Casting those guys. To, that term needs to come back, by the way. They're cast as hippies, kind of. Yeah, they're Taylor ca- off, that's what I'm saying. They, is, they do drugs, but they're not playing hippies in the movie if you actually yes. pay attention to Well, the they're movie. very serious and like and focused on the job at hand, which is an anti-hippie thing. And and Warren Oates is like, you know, the older guy who's not like a part of that or like counterculture shit and like warren oates is not a part of that and like that even like the way they drive their methods are different like james taylor and dennis wilson dennis wilson is like the mechanic and james taylor's the driver and they like don't talk at all basically while they're driving or they, they'll only talk about cars super professional and then warren oates he's picking up hitchhikers and stuff and just like bullshitting his backstory like differently every time Kind of like the Joker, just pointing that out. Um, yeah, you never get a real sense of who he is. But it's There's like nothing talking, he says. Yeah, it's talking about like he's talking to fill the to. That's his process of not of being able to like last the endurance of it or whatever. And James Taylor and Dennis Wilson are like it's like focused and stuff. They're very opposite, but in a way where like you think the hippies would be flipped. So what's your point? I'm just saying they're flipping a lot. They're doing a no. lot of flipping of conventions and what you expect and. Okay, 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 that's you. true. See, you gotta that's like, true. you gotta know, but you say the I wrong terms, you say the wrong things often. You don't use the right words. You say, like, they're hippies, but they're not hippies at all. Well, no one well, in this movie is a hippie. That, I mean, what about the hitchhiker? That is a hippie. The one hippie hitchhiker is a hippie, and he's like, I want to get out, right? That guy, I mean, they just don't have personalities of hippies. Like, Warren Oates has more of like a hippie, all right? All right, let's move on. Okay. So, the basic plot of this movie is very simple um these two guys the driver and the mechanic are going cross country reverse so this is another situation in the movie where it is a flip as adam would say or a flop or whatever the fuck he said they're going Save like the normally country. in road in road movies they go to california normally you're just going to california yeah. this movie they're going 
maybe to Washington, D.C., maybe New York, maybe Florida. They can't decide. They keep changing their story by the end. So Dennis Wilson and James Taylor go from like town to town. They try to keep like over $300 and they use the $300 to bet on these like short little drag races. And they're driving a 1955 Chevy. And this thing is like cut to the bone. It doesn't even have hinges on the um door what the hell? on the back what the hell they call it? like the door. trunk and the uh tailgate the hood the, the trunk and the hood don't have hinges so they have to actually physically detach them each time and it doesn't have a heater doesn't have an ac doesn't have all these extras i don't even think it has a radio like right or no oh, he yeah, turns the radio off. is like hey oh yeah it does and he just turns off because warren Oates is trying to he's trying to play music you know yeah so they they keep it light so it's fast. It looks like shit. The car just looks like an old piece of junk. Looks but like what's, in, it, what's interesting is at the time by the, the time the movie has was made, that car was only 16 years old. Interesting. You know what also else is interesting? That car looks like Mater and Warren Oates' car kind of looks like Lightning McQueen. Is this movie cars? Is this movie basically cars? But with people? Well, Mater's a truck. She called this movie People. A tow truck. Right, right. But he's rusty and old and, you know, um, it's all part of Lightning McQueen's journey. He's a as tow an truck. Arc as a character. Is, so you're wrong. Because they become best friends or whatever. And he's like rusty. Well, you know what the I'm biggest a lot of cars right now influence of, you know what the biggest influence on Toy Story was? What? Midnight was... Run. Oh, wow. That's the biggest screenwriting influence on Toy Story. I thought he was inspired cool. by all, all the women he hugged. And that's what he was hugging a lot of women. And that was what kind of inspired him to write he, the movie Toy Story. Jokes Star. work better when you name the person. John so, um, Okay, uh, let's man. talk about Warren Oates' car. Warren Oates is driving a GTO. This is a very slick, expensive car. It's like, it's got all the bells and whistles. It's right from the assembly line in Detroit. It's bright and orange. He wears racing gloves. He wears racing gloves. He wears cardigans. He has like big, poofy, trendy collars. He's a flamboyant. Flamboyant man. Proudly flamboyant. He's like... He's not gay, though. Or maybe he is. Maybe he is gay, actually. He's not gay. So in his 40s, he's got his money. He's like driving cross-country but he's super lonely. Maybe he's divorced. Like we don't really know his no, he backstory. Does. He tells he James keeps... Taylor, and James Taylor's like, "I don't give a fuck, dude." Well, yeah, but he could be lying. Oh, sure. That's he's always changing the curse his of the Joker. Joker has a, deals with a similar problem. You you lie to everybody you know, and then you like you, know, you can't you finally connect. tell the truth, and people don't believe you. It's a hard lesson the Joker has to learn. Hopefully he can connect with uh, Lady Gaga and Joker too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, but no, I think he could be. He's not gay. Well, he's like, I know why you're saying he's not gay because he's like saying like, hey, he man, says he's not gay and he's into a girl. I'm not into. He that. wants to fuck Lori Bird. Oh right, that's the hitchhiker <laughs> yeah. that gets picked up. So then gay. they, um, the driver and the mechanic pick up this girl at a diner. She just like wanders into their vehicle. And 
they basically ignore her, treat her like shit. But they seem, but James Taylor seems like he's obsessed with her at the same time, but he can't like actually articulate himself. Adam almost fell out of his chair, chair leaning back. So war notes sees him on the road. And then after a while they decide like, we're going to have a, let's just race to Washington DC and we'll like race for pink slips, the ownership of the vehicle. Yeah, that's cool. But then they don't actually make it like in a normal movie, the race would actually be a race. This is just something for them kind of to do. Yeah, because they like when they're like close and stuff, they just pull over and like get out and talk and shit like. And they never like they could also just beat him because they have two drivers. They could take turns driving and they don't do that. And there's that scene where he he, like is in their car. War notes is in James Taylor's car and they're driving to like the same place for to eat or get pull over for sleep or something like that. And and then, oh, and then, yeah, James Taylor with the war notes in James Taylor's car, like starts like flooring it. And he just is like clearly beating war notes his car. Well, you they know? do this. Well, but what they're doing is an elaborate ruse. Except that. They tell GTO like, hey, look, your car is leaking fluid. And we got to get it fixed. And GTO is all pissed. He's all scared. He's like, I don't know what's going to happen. He's like, oh, I can't go out like that. I can't lose commission of my car. And then they're like, oh, no, there's a shop. We'll take care of it. So, oh, 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 I see. And then GTO gets in the, he's like, I want to ride in the Chevy. I've never ridden one of those before. This is like when they're, this is like their big bonding moment. They gave him like a hard boiled egg before this. Mm-hmm. Classic and sign of he, friendship. He has like a cocktail. Um, or he has like bottles of liquor, like a full bar in his the the trunk of his car. He's like a Playboy guy. He's like a like a bachelor, like a rich bachelor guy who has all the toys. Yes. And so, in that moment, though, those they're so clever. They then do a, like a drag. They get to the driver and the mechanic drag race each other in in the respective cars. Yeah. And that's the thing about the Chevy. They say is that the Chevy can out can do can like win any drag race but it can't win the um the long race you Who's know, it's all about accelerate acceleration that's what they say in the movie oh okay so that's why they always do drag races but anyway they could potentially they could win this race but they don't because james taylor says like i'm not interested in being 500 miles ahead of someone right you know so cool basically stuff. James Taylor, Dennis Wilson, this girl, Lori Bird, they just cannot act. They're like, yeah, they're Dennis so Wilson bad. has like pretty good charisma. He's cool. He's like one of the coolest beach boys, if not the coolest beach boy. Um, he's, yeah, he's a pretty cool beach boy. He's the one who knew Charles Manson. So the what story with how, how so the story of how like um, Uncle Jesse met the Charles Manson was um, Dennis Wilson was driving one night and he picked up two hitchhiking girls who were in the Manson family and he took them back to his house, banged them all night. And then when he woke up in the morning or he left and then came back, there was hella Manson people in the house now. Wow. And so he would just do drugs and party with them. And like one thing he did was he, he took them all to the clinic to get, their VD cleared because they all had venereal diseases. They all had like 
They've just been fucking and not going to the doctor. Damn. What were they I thinking? Think... They live for the short term like pleasures. And their right minds. William just turned a fan on. But you know, it's heating up. When you're having sex like that, you're going to get VD. So Dennis Wilson's cool. We'll he, see about that. He eventually just kidding. introduced Charles Manson to Terry Melcher. And then Charles Manson went to Terry Melcher's house, but he didn't live there anymore. And then he killed like, or his followers killed a bunch of people. But, um, oh, Dennis Wilson's the reason why. Yes. Damn. Kind of like Andy Dick with Phil Hartman's wife. Yes. Andy Dick is responsible. And so he gave her Coke. Yeah. But she was going to do Coke anyway. He's kind of the Andy Dick. It's not like he took her to the gun store. He didn't buy her. He's like, you got to get a gun. Trust me. This is guns. So hot. You look so hot. Let's do some Coke (laughs) and go shooting. What is I never, you don't hear about people shooting another person on Coke that much, by the way. To, To your point. Yeah, that you never hear about that, Adam. That doesn't that does happen. Of course. For shooting their house, like in a fit of psych psychosis or whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, she was totally nuts too. So poor guy. Dennis Wilson eventually drowned and died. That's in like the 70s. He has this awesome album. I forget what it's called, but he's on the album cover and he just looks so fucking cool. Wilson. Yeah, they yeah look he really has cool, a huge man. beard. Dude, James Taylor. Yeah. Is the is the hitchhiker a uh musician? Glory Bird. I don't even really know what her deal is. She's only in three movies. She's in Tulane Blacktop, Cockfighter, and Annie Hall. Damn. But um yeah, they're James Taylor. I that that was a big that was a tough hurdle for me to get over. James Taylor's uh, stoic performance. It's kind of funny that he's stoic in the movie because he's James Taylor. You know, he's pretty quiet sens- in real life. Sensitive singer songwriter. I don't know. What's your favorite James Taylor song? I suppose "Fire and Rain." <laughs> what? <laughs> I just relate to it. I've seen "Fire" and I've seen "Rain." What's your favorite James Taylor song? I don't like James Taylor. <laughs> well, he's one of the highest selling musicians of all time. So I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know if you think, I think he's cool. good. And William movie. only likes things that are like lots of things ticking really fast. And like, it's like he only likes music made by Germans in like all black. Oh yeah. Like, who? yeah. Like, uh, you know, craft work. Come on, man. You know, it's true. I don't know these bands because I'm not. I like, cool. you know, James Taylor. <laughs> okay. Come on. Just own it. Be proud of what your musical taste. But then you think this is the thing, though, about you is like you had like you're, you're pretty um open movie wise to different things. But with he's walking away. With music, William is um, quite rigid, I would say. When are you going to listen to some Jack Johnson and just relax a little bit, man? 
I'm not a fucking retard from Florida. <laughs> well, retards from Florida. I'm not a ham and egger. Also. What's you that? You know what a ham and egger is? No, a simpleton. No. Sounds cool. A country rube, like a, a boring suburban idiot. Well, what's what? so you just want to listen to like Jack Johnson? Electronica and shit all the time. Electronica. Like if you were on this road trip, what would you? If you were driving through this country like this, what would you put on? I'll tell you what I'd be, I'd be listening to. I'd be listening to Sirius XM. Howard Stern. And this is what I listen to. Okay. No, Ozzy's music. music. Ozzy's Boneyard. That sounds which awesome. Which is the 80s metal. And yeah. then I listen to First Wave, and that's like 80s New Wave. Yeah, it's like all like darks. You're not going to put on like um, Credence. Something for I listen driving to the, the Beatles country. channel. I listen to the Beatles channel. I listen to like, I'll put the 60s or 70s on. Well, you know, whatever your, your taste is, it's okay with me. But the point about the, the, the music and the movie and shit, like I was talking to William about like wanting to watch a road trip movie that is um, chill, you know? And, uh, and he, this is why you picked this, right? I picked it because Ryan's not here. There's no way Ryan would be able to watch this movie without just being like, it's so boring. Oh, I'm okay. so dumb. I'm it's actually it's the best movie ever made. And you're just like Ryan, fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, like I want chill, like the best one of one of the best things to do in the south or in the country, like when you're out in the country, is those drives with the windows down, you know, listening to music and stuff. And I want them. I want movies to reflect that. I don't want movies to be like William was saying, like, you know, I, I want them to be the vibe is more important than any plot. Cause you want to be able to like get the feeling of a long road trip where nothing is happening. You're not doing anything. You don't really care. You're enjoying kind of looking out the window. And that's what this movie does. You just it's, want to be dep- and you, like the characters in this movie. You want to be, you want to really, really indulge in your depression yeah you just want to be like i'm a guy i'm a white guy i'm such a victim my name is adam powers and like <laughs> i'm driving with the windows down listening to blink 182 adam oh. song a song from me and just like it'll bring up I'm my st- music taste dude i'm too old True. to commit suicide if only i had done it at 26 it would have been really cool and like everything since i was 26 has been so bad yeah basically that's the kind of vibe you want and it's just like a beautiful florida afternoon where it's like you're going in and out of showers and clouds and then there's like it gets really hot and bright and like misty and there's rainbows and there's like crackheads fucking alligators yeah have you been to florida and adam's just like in the passenger seat of a car driven by war notes. And he's just jerking off war notes. <laughs> no war notes is jerking me off. Okay. So, so Harry Dean Stanton has a cool scene. He gets in war notes car as a hitchhiker. And then he like the director said he wouldn't tell the actors what they were doing. And he would only give them like a page at a time. And so Harry Dean cool. Stanton was pissed because he has to play a homosexual who puts his leg on Warren notes or puts his hand on Warren notes leg. And Harry Dean Stanton was like, oh, was like mad. You don't yeah, want to be a gay guy. You yeah. Know, when you're be- acting and stuff, you want to be like a cool guy. 
You want to you want to do that to a lady? He had to be physically gay when he touched Warren Oates's leg. Yeah, damn. It's the most challenging role of his career. You have to be gay for real. Touch. Um. Well, you can like you know put some le- make the other actor wear like layers of clothes or pads that you can't see. A fake leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All gay sex must be using fake. prosthetics and special effects. Yes. Um, that's like Will Smith. He was in Six Degrees of Separation. He was like, "I would, I'm not kissing a guy on, on camera. I will not do that." Damn. And now he's if only we Tom had Cruise. visual effect. If only we had visual effects back then, we could have, you know, used green screen and connected two shots together. Yeah, that'd have been great. But yeah, so this you say this movie's chill, but this movie was is the truest definition of the the monthly theme that I had come up with, which was the road to nowhere, the existentialist right. road film. This is the ultimate existentialist road film because, you know, existentialism isn't exactly just depression and just like life sucks, meaning life is meaningless. It's just that existence is all there is. You know, there is nothing else besides existence. So, damn, that's what you got from this movie. Well, this movie has its own twist on that. It's like, really just about like being disconnected they're lonely they're all lonely people if you look at it america was lonely at the time because of the vietnam war would you agree no so this movie doesn't get political there is nothing about the war in it you wouldn't agree that america was lonely no that's an asinine idiotic thing okay not only a moron would say a complete fool who isn't afraid to embarrass himself publicly that's right. I'm not afraid. I'm not gonna well, let you go. I'm not gonna let you go run amok with your theories that are ludicrous. So okay, last week you had this pedophile theory about Motorama. Oh, right. And you're right. like, this movie's so pedophilic, blah blah blah. Secret pedophile. Movie. Two nights ago, I watched a documentary about the making of Larry Clark's kids. Yeah. And the, you want to talk about a pedophile director. I mean, that guy, there's like this, people are being interviewed. They're like, yeah, you know, I was like 15 and are younger. Like people are talking about like getting drugs, having to smoke 10 blunts in a row. Like that shot of the four kids smoking okay. blunts. He said that they said they smoked 10 blunts and they have never been that high in their lives. This other kid talked about how, or he's an adult now. He's like, yeah, I was like a teenager and Larry Clark has the camera. He's like, come on, don't you want to make out with her? Like rubber crotch. And he's like, just digging his hand in a girl's crotch, like really hard. And Larry Clark is like harder. Come on, rubber harder. So he was just taking children, giving them drugs and booze and making them dry hump each other on camera or have like simulated sex. He must be like kid's favorite director. They all said afterwards he just gave them $1,000 and an envelope. They had one big catered lunch after watching a screening, like one big catered dinner, and then that was it. They never saw him, like, basically. Well, he, you know, he came. 
was, he, yeah, was like, he busted. He busted. He's he came and he busted and he left. Yeah. What do these kids think were was going to happen? He's going to like keep hanging out with them, like take them on the road. Oh. Well, they said they were all like a family. They were friends. They didn't have parents. And so to let them into their circle was like a big sign of trust. Dude, you mentioned on the bully episode that Telly from the kids is like um, loves, you know, Larry Clark and thinks he like, gets kids and stuff. He's not in the documentary, but kind of feels like a uh, kid uh, first kid sort of situation. That Disney movie, the kid from First Kid, is like a Sinbad. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? I haven't. I don't watch Sinbad kids movies. I'm not a re- kid or something. No, we don't. I watch Sinbad cool movies. When I was a child, I watched. You know what I'm movies. talking about. Who's the, the kid, kid from first? Ki- the kid Ooh, from first name? kid who's in the what's his an name? open secret. I don't know. You know, he's he's what's the Bitcoin name? the Bitcoin guy. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, WWE superstar Brock Lesnar. Brock something. Brock the Powers. Kid. And then Sinbad it's, is less secret or yeah, first Secret Service. He's agent. in Mighty Ducks. Very also. funny. Right. Yes, that's that's true. Um, sad story. He was, he's a billionaire. I don't get it. Oh, I guess it ended well. Yeah, you're right. It's a happy story. I was going to talk about the all the. This is, have you ever like seen Satyricon? By... Uh, no. The Fellini movie. So no. this is a a Fellini movie that's based on a ancient Roman story novel. Yeah. It's about two guys who are in love with the same like ten year old boy. And they're fighting over possessing him. That's cool. <laughs> no, you always say like it's important to have like a clear want for your characters. So yes, yeah. What do the That's characters not, not in Two Men Blacktop want? Mm, yeah. What does America want at the oh, time? Adam, what do they want? Freedom from the Vietnam no. War. What do they want? Well, so the movie becomes about this the like love triangle with like james taylor and warren oates and the hitchhiking girl and she ends so up like they want? leaving and stuff meaning james, Ta- james taylor wants her warren oates wants her and they both they say, say the same thing they both go like we'll go to florida there's nice beaches or like we'll go to oh yeah warren oates says a lot more shit he's like we'll go to um montreal we'll go to new york we'll do this we'll do that it's like they're, you know, putting all that on her, the manic pixie dream girl sort of thing. You know, they're putting all of their uh, hopes and stuff and, and existential wants into this person. It's just trying they to also, cruise, man. They want to do the same thing. They want to just keep driving and they want to live on the road and they never want to like. But James Taylor's down. wrestling with that. And so is Warren Oates. But they want her to go to Florida. But they want her just to be there in the passenger seat or in the back seat. This is just a story of three guys who need they're just trying to get a girlfriend. This is like what you do when you you fucking like have you become like a car nerd and you're so intense and passionate about having the fastest car and stuff. And you get a girlfriend and you immediately stop caring about anything else. You know, but they Give don't stop all your caring. dreams. That's not what happens. But he's trying to. He's trying to give up on his dreams. 
it's the dream. It's every like no, they they're trying to make both things work, and it'll never work. They want to drive, and they want to have a chick there the whole time, who's just like, "This is so cool." I love no, how she's you don't complaining because they're never yeah because they're like I love how you're an idiot. I love how you guys are fucking like, idiots, and they're like, "Shut up, we'll never change." But we want you here. We're creeps. We're like they're like lonely creeps. Yeah, wouldn't they not want her there though for like the wait in the car? Well, they, she has to leave when they race. Right. They take out all the shit in the trunk. They get like they lower the weight of the car when they race. Yeah. Um, so they're kinda... like, bitch, get out. Watch us race a car for like nine hours at this like weird racetrack in Oklahoma. All the right. sets, all the locations in this movie are really like desolate and bleak. They're I'd like say the like real backwoods country racetracks and stuff that are there, I think. Right. Yeah, but they're not super backwoods. They just feel like very lonely and very like 70s. The 70s just seems like such a um, a drag yeah no dude well like think about because like, if you're I, I, poor if you're poor and you live in the middle of nowhere i mean it must be so, it must have been so fucking boring like you yeah. must have because because they were like at the race car the racetrack and stuff it's just like a shitty like drag strip or whatever and cars just taking turns trying to like do the best time on it and there's like a like a pretty decent audience for it and i think it's just because like yeah in the 70s you don't have fucking anything to do you go to like, like a movie, maybe, or you could like watch like the two ch- or three channels that are on TV. And if you're in a small town or whatever, like, what do you do? But I actually think that like, the '70s seems like a cool era. I think because there's a lot going on in like the world and stuff. But there's also like this freedom. That's like a freedom that you can't have anymore. If if like if you picked up a hitchhiker now, you, they'd be like looking on their phones this freedom of having like a really endless, boring drive in like the beautiful country where you're just staring out the window and you don't, ha- you're not even like wrestling with like, Oh, I should, I should look at my, or I want to look at my phone or whatever. It's just like you're, you, t- you go on your phone. It's the illusion shattered. You're now connected back. Yeah, to exactly. You, and you're you connected get- to like the entire world. You can't be like, so that's like, you know, and even like, before media became bigger and stuff like that. It's just like people didn't, they were just like wherever they were, that was like the reality. And now it's like reality is you have, everyone has like the weight of the world on their shoulders. Don't make me go off on this. I'm about to like start talking about society. Well, definitely make sure you're three feet away from your microphone when you do it. That whole time that was, Sounded like shit garbage. Okay, great. You got to talk into the microphone. About the message. It's not about the audio quality. I mean, the audio quality. You know what I mean? You basically have schizophrenia. I mean, you just Rambo, you ramble. I ramble. <laughs> I'm going to fucking Rambo. ramble on you, dude. <laughs> you just ramble about like whatever. It's like you don't know the end of the sentence you're saying. So you just start like, it's like a snake. No, no, I know eating exactly its own where tail. I'm going. Like you're just going in circles, saying things that sound good. I'm in complete control the entire time. Don't worry. So what's is that the meaning of the film? What? What's the lesson of the film? Just. I'll tell you the lesson of the movie. That first, 
when you get a chick that first night, you make your move. If she doesn't put out, if you don't bang her, you kick her out of your car. Okay. You got to make your move fast. You got to establish like, this is a highly sexual relationship. You don't. You don't friend zone yourself. Friend zone yourself. And then weeks later, try to make a move. You'll never make it work. Yeah. Okay. Now, America. Not unless you said many jealousy traps, but we'll talk about that next episode, how to set jealousy traps. How to, um, whoa, <laughs> you know, pickup artist. Like, this is turning into a men on a film, so I, a film and pickup artists. How to pick up chicks based on movies. It's about time we started sharing our expertise, I think. Between the three of us, dude, no woman is safe. That doesn't That's sound good. That doesn't sound, that doesn't right. sound good. <laughs> I mean, from being like wooed. Or is they're not, they're safe. Just women are safe between the three of us. All women are safe. How about that? How better? Just leave it's it. It's like at that. you, you really know what you're saying when you say it. I know exactly. Complete control. Um, man, I can't so, believe what, go ahead. You're the host. What's your rating? Four and a half. Four and a half. James Taylor is really bad. It's a central performance. I feel like it would be so much. It's all. It's honestly mo- almost all just because. What are you James talking Taylor's about? Really bad. What are you talking about? Look, the man can really sing or song right, but I don't know. I don't know about this. this what about Warren Oates? Thing. That's the thing is Warren Oates. You, you, there's a lot of scenes of Warren Oates being like an amazing actor in front of like these just three three fucking turds. You know. There's shots in this movie of the diner. War notes. It's like incredible in in like silent scenes and just looking and just watching and just like obviously reacting. I mean, like the way he, he can control his body as a performer while being completely hammered and drunk, which apparently, I don't know if he was drunk on this movie, but he, was a big alcoholic. That's cool. But is that why he died? I was like, why is this dude not around anymore? He died pretty. He, I think Stripes might be his last movie. He died pretty young. I mean, who knows? He okay. might have smoke smoking. Oh yeah, doesn't help for sure. Um, but he was one of our great actors of the 1970s. One of the greatest, of course. How come? How come you didn't want to do Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia? I'm not going to let you sully that film. No, that's a what? revenge film. That's why okay. it's more of a revenge film. There's lots of revenge films I considered, but I wanted to do movies that I liked. Okay. No, I really tried to make it about being on the road. Lots of driving scenes, lots of road trips, lots of, if there was a connection between all these movies, I'd say there was no, real destination in all four films wild at heart doom generation motorama right. doing blacktop they never really got anywhere there was no wally world at the end there was no true romance style like that's not much of a driving movie either but like natural born killers there's all this drama it's like bring me the head of alfredo garcia there's you the know, other things going on these movies are about driving yeah. Wild That's at Heart good, has William, lots of good theme. Wild at Heart kind of um 
is a little off of it. The, uh, the thing is with Wild at Heart is that I wanted to do sh- the straight story, but I just knew more people would listen to a Wild at Heart episode. Straight story is David Lynch's greatest road movie. His completely under the radar masterpiece that is ignored by cool people because they don't, they're fucking lame actually. Only the nerds yeah. who like straight story are cool. Straight Story is a, yeah. a road trip film about an old man on a lawnmower driving hundreds of miles through the Midwest. <laughs> that sounds silly. It's fucking awesome. That it's sounds really of, silly. It's one of David Lynch's best photographed movies. Is it a documentary? No. Okay. Um, if you want to check out a cool road movie, check out The Straight Story. Yeah, what are your, what are your bonus recs? Here's the wizard. Oh, damn. I kind of wish we did the wizard on a hell of a destination in the wizard. I mean, I yeah. would have, but it's retarded. And it's for that's kids. rain man. Also that movie. It's a road movie. And it's well, rain man is, I guess maybe a road movie. It's a rain man rip. It's a rain man rip. Yeah. You know, you got the re re in the car. They should make uh they should make a movie where that Dustin Hoffman from that movie and the autistic kid from the wizard team up. Kind of like an Avengers card. Kind of. Uh, famous artist yes on a road Mr. trip Bean. it's uh, a road trip avengers yeah yeah well this was great You're stanley kubrick good- would direct it he's the ultimate autistic director i rewatched right. um, the killing his crime film and man does that it's just like this movie was made by a guy with autism the narration yeah. the, t- the timing the the obsession with clocks, the obsession with like knowing like the lame details that don't matter. Yeah. Only in the directing, only in the narration, only in the assemblage of the film. And then you have all these scenes that are really awesome with like cool character actors, but Kubrick definitely had autism. Early pioneer being autistic or something. Well, he's happy you're carrying the torch. No. You're, what's your, you're what's your flaw? The what's your the main tor- the tor- mental torch. flaw, Adam? What's going on here? What are we? What's the diagnosis this week? I care too much. I, care, I, I feel too deeply. That's why you strangled the puppy because you hugged it too hard and killed it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. Not like mice and men. Of mice and men. You are you're a big. Adam called. gives big hugs. I give really good, big, firm hugs. This is a warning. Kill no, I give a perfect. I pick up a perfect uh, amount of firmness in my hug, and it's the perfect length too. Sounds like about, a, you don't have a, you don't got to worry about anything with that. Okay. A guy in the stand defending himself. Yeah, I'm not going to be like lingering too long. You know, it's like. The man in the tomato mascot outfit is dead. <laughs> the man who killed him applied a hug of too much pressure. Mr. Adam Bowers. And I'm in a Lightning McQueen outfit. Yeah, Cars is a big movie for kids with autism. Big. Really big. It might be even bigger than Sonic the Hedgehog. Well. Is your child on the spectrum? Has that been confirmed? Or is that just? No, 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 no way. You don't got to worry about that, William. 
Okay. Any other questions? Leaning back in his chair, not talking into the mic. Let's, man, not talk, let's start talking. A man about my relaxed kid. and a man confident. Let's hit an hour and then start talking about my kid, please. And you can just say whatever, whatever uh, controversial, provocative thing you want to say. Definitely has autism. That kid is um, a puppy strangler if I ever saw one. <laughs> you would know. I would know. Boom. I would know. Okay. What's hey? What's next? Uh, Next month is all about cool teachers. Oh, because it's back to school? It's the month over. Hey, we should talk about that Target commercial where the parents are dancing and they're really happy and the kids are sad. Can we talk about that? There's five Tuesdays (laughs) in August. Oh, dude, we should do the wizard though. Come on, bro. No, I'm not doing the wizard. I'm not. We're doing the straight story. We. Oh, okay. Um, my bonus app I was hoping to have we, there should be a movie called The Straight Wizard we gotta get Ryan on the straight story it's super Midwest mm. also he He's loved boy. Wild at Heart so much I want to see his reaction to this movie I have a feeling Ryan is gonna be like dude this movie is so fucking good like he's gonna love the straight story because it's he's gonna see his grandpa in it or he's gonna be like Oh, it's okay. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Or you could be like, I didn't like this. One of these things could happen. If you stay tuned, he's going to get twisted, but who knows if he'll even be back. What do you mean? Why do you say that? Oh, you mean in in Nebraska for (laughs) weeks? Okay. Just hanging out with his family, doing nothing. I thought you were saying something that wasn't going to be very upsetting that Ryan left the show. Ryan will be dead. Yeah. My movie prediction is Ryan will die in early age at an early age <laughs> in a terrorist attack at a Brahms in Oklahoma mm. on a road yeah, trip. That's, that's a surprise. Honestly, I don't know. I like that. That's how he would die. A terrorist attack. Yeah. Instead of, you know, being it's always a surprise drunk and stuff. Yeah. He's just got, I mean, he'd be pretty. You'd be like, hey, you got me. I didn't think this was gonna happen. Yeah. I've been doing so I've it's not I've been planning on killing myself a very specific way. And then this terror, I guess that's how terrorist attacks work. Come on, William, start talking. It's, Say something. Super revealing on Adam's part. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Driving no, down a road in about? Florida, lightning and thunder, and he's just thinking about his suicide. <laughs> me. And then he's leaning back in his chair. No one can hear him speak. And then he's like, war notes, just sits up, just pulls up behind you and just slices your throat while you're driving. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. That would be surprising. Um, I wasn't listening to, I wasn't trying to kill myself on these road trips. I want to be clear. I was, I wasn't trying to kill myself on these road trips. I was kicking back. I was chilling. And you driving through fan- the country. I feel like that suicide is your like your your favorite daydream. That's <laughs> yeah. like your daydream. You're just thinking about it like you're just like uh Harold Amad. You're like now it's like a tease because I can't do it. But yeah. It was yeah, it was a fun, it was a beautiful dream for a while. What are you gonna do? 
people upset everyone's mad everyone yeah pissed. people will be like oh my god why wasn't i like nicer to have and i that's my final little little revenge you know i'll tell you who would not be nicer to you after you died yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't make you like change everything you thought and like question yourself and be like what could i've done something better i'd roast you <laughs> feel like this fucking idiot like actually did it we'd roast you at your funeral if you committed suicide you should that should it that should be a uh thing that happens as like a way to dissuade people from doing it make a make their funerals a roast it's true except for me it's like we write jokes for your kid he's like two years <laughs> old and he just says these like really simple jokes and they just crush people forget that I, it's even a funeral gotta me. talk into the microphone <laughs> I gotta get you gotta talk arm. into the microphone. I gotta, I gotta get one of these arm mic arms you're talking about. Well, you can't lean back in your chair. You gotta lean forward. You gotta no. hit the gas. You gotta drive at him. You gotta be. You can't just be wow. a man enjoying sitting out in the country with my leaning back, enjoying a blowjob from a young ten-year-old boy that I stole from an Italian man. Right. This is Satiricon callback. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, it's hard to tell what you're calling back to when you make up. And Larry Clark's filming the <laughs> whole thing, and he's just like, "Come on, suck his dick harder, harder. Come on, come on, do it harder, harder." I like to picture that your girlfriend is like hearing you in the other crying, other room, and she's like, "Jeez, not again! Why is he talking about this stuff again?" Oh, not again. Oh, jeez, not again. That's too much. Yeah. If you can see what aye. Adam's Adam is wearing a loose tank top, oh, sitting this is tight, man. This with is skin tight. I can't see below the waist, but I know his legs are crossed. <laughs> his definitely has crossed. He has crossed legs. Okay, and he's just, just leaning back in his loose tank open. top, and he looks like he has the loose flesh of a Stop. seventy-two-year-old. Stop saying I have loose flesh. This is the second time you've Jewish said retiree my flesh in loose. Florida. Pale, pasty. He looks like Hyman Roth. He has very Hyman Roth physical energy, physical posture. Who the fuck is Hyman Roth? Yeah, who is name. that? Who is Hyman Roth? Just a is there a guy named Hyman. I like to watch the American football. You don't remember that classic line? Yeah, totally. Godfather Part Two, one of the great Florida characters, one of the great Florida movies. Mm. Is the uh, guy who invented or who like discovered the hymen? Is he his name hymen? You think invented the hymen? Probably. It's kind of a cool move as a scientist to be like, oh yeah, that's that thing on the pussy. That's that's me. Call that call that my name. I found it. You know. Well, what about the apple? Like if my if my last name was clitoris, Adam's apple. How awesome would I feel? Everybody's looking for the looking for me, you know. What about Adam's apple? Yeah, that's true. I think about that one. I feel proud of having a your name lineage. That, yeah, my lineage. I got a I got one too. So 
case anyone was unsure. Yeah, you probably got like a Mac Classic, some shitty computer. That's Adam's Apple, you piece of shit. <laughs> Boom. It's a MacBook Pro, and it's very sleek and contemporary. Or, I don't know. I don't know. Where's the sentence going? I don't, I don't know. Adam's road trip is a sentence of like seven <laughs> words that make sense. It's more of an existential journey when I start talking. <laughs> not like there's not really a destination in mind. Um, what's so next week? No, it's well, straight story. Maybe straight we can wizard. do a teacher movie before Ryan comes back or something. Dude, we should um watch the first half of straight story and then switch it to the second half of the wizard and then we could do hey, i can tell you what the straight, straight story wizard. is not about adam's sex life okay boom okay that should be called the gay story right right and it's just adam being gay the whole time old man's riding me like a lawnmower yeah, he's just fucking you, Richard Farnsworth. I wish I didn't say something so stupid before. Like, he's like, you see that? To, let's set you up for this. You see that bundle run. of sticks there? That's Adam. <laughs> okay. What do you mean by that? Do you know what a bundle of sticks means? There's no. another term for it. No, what is it? it starts with an F and ends with a T. Okay. No, I don't know. What can you just say? It has what, two what G's the in the middle. We're two G's. We should call it. That's what this podcast is right now. It's two, two G's. G's in the middle. Um, great. Well, I love doing the episodes without Ryan. I feel like they're, you know, we don't need him. He's a lot of dead weight, I think. Now that, now that it's just the two of us talking. Right. Dead weight. <laughs> He's dead weight. Yeah. Ryan is dead weight. I don't know, man. What am I supposed to say? I already talked about Save the Cat. Talked about, I, you know, that's a, that's the most of what I can bring. My, that, that's most of my expertise is about. Yeah, so any other screenwriting things you need to know about with this movie? I think I brought up some stuff that you hadn't thought of, by the way. Like what? The whole flipping thing. The first thing I said was this movie does everything a road movie doesn't do. Well, flipping like of the hippies and then and Warren Oates, like they're not okay. I, this I totally I vehemently disagree with this hypothesis. This is complete shit. It's a lot of unconventional it, choices. So you're correct. I did not think of it. Yes. So I. I don't know what your point is or what you're even talking about when you speak. I won this episode. Now that's a flip. (laughs) We should be keeping tabs on who wins each episode. I feel like who wins. We need, we should have a poll at the end of Twitter of who wins the episode. Who's the winner. Who's the big winner should be voted on telling you. People have, you know, we people have their team, their pick their sides. And we got very passionate fans on both sides, I'm sure. 
Another sentence where you just don't know where you're going when you All begin right. it. Let's just um, we got we got passionate people on both sides. Yeah, you got the team Williams. Team no Adams. one listens to this show. <laughs> what? I hate to break it to you, buddy. No, except this... for my friends. No, I think there's a lot of people in like Southeast Asia or South South Asia that listen to this movie, this podcast. India? You're talking about like Sri Lanka and India? Sri Lanka, India. I think there's a lot of people that tune in. Pakistan. Hello to our Sri Lankan listeners. They got a lot going on there right now. Thanks for listening. Um, In Pakistan? Sri Lanka is having a coup revolution, complete overthrow of the government right now. Best of luck to our... Sri Lankan fans. listeners, we love the president. He's living in exile, but he's will always be the president in our hearts. Are we? Uh, are we against the coup? Yes, I we don't love know. To be honest, authority. We, his he ran that country great. Sri Lanka, come on, okay. you guys got to give him a chance. Give him a little more time. Another chance. Sorry, all your crops didn't grow because they had some weird deal with like vegan fertilizer that didn't work or something that like failed the entire country's like food supply that's not that's political let's not get there all right this episode's over i gotta piss okay